Hi, this is Darren Long from Delta Harbor Assets. This is the Hard Money Show. Let's talk about what interest rates are going to do. Do they kill the golden goose? Does the stock market drop? We talked about bonds last week. This week, we're going to talk about the long-term approach of gold and silver ownership and what interest rates are going to do to the economy. Let's get going right now. There are no shortcuts to building wealth today. It takes time, effort, sacrifice, and diversification. But today, diversification means something different than it did in the past. You deserve a more secure way to protect and grow your wealth. At Delta Harbor, we take this to heart. Our mission is to help by inviting you to add physical gold and silver to your wealth strategy. Book a free consultation today and let us show you how to protect and grow your wealth through the ownership of physical gold and silver. Let us show you the Delta difference. Hey, hey, we're back. You are as well. Good to see you. The Hard Money Podcast is upon you again. Here is how you reach out to Darren and the fellas anytime you want to start that investment of precious metals in your portfolio. Like we always say, the best day was yesterday. Second best day is today, right now. So get on it. one 323 gold That is the number. DeltaHarbor.com. Harbor with a U, because this is all about you. It's all about your... Uh, Financial well-being in that part of your portfolio, which should be bolstered for sure. And besides Canadian company, right? Delta Harbor with you. We always do it that way. Social media, anytime, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Apple, Spotify, uh, iHeart, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. Delta Harbor is how you want to search for that one. Darren, busy show uh, today as always. So there you go. You called it. I think we called it last week. It might have been the week before. But uh, Bank of Canada popped up the rates again, another 75 basis points. So it's over three now, well over three. People starting to panic. And they, they even said, they said this is not the last time we're going to do this guys get ready for more it's going to happen again and again so what in your opinion what effect does this uh, additional rise in rates have on gold and silver and i mean the overall economy for that pal what do you think well welcome once again to everybody listening to the show and it's true john two-part question and i'll Mm -hmm. deal with the second part first the economy suffers tremendously i mean i think it's common sense for the most part that as interest rates go higher cost of living rises so i mean obviously this is not something that you know politicians bankers countries can deal with for extended periods of time without there being counterbalance right do we have wage growth do we have job growth and i don't mean just you know are, are more kids getting paid instead of 14 30 an hour are they getting paid 16 bucks now i mean do we have career positions that are being developed because we're growing our economy um, you know, are, are we just focused on service sector like we have been for so long, or are we growing a manufacturing base? These are all questions that in part make up the macro picture, but yes, interest rates are higher. Again, I urge people to understand the complexities of this as much as they can by reading a little bit here and there to understand what the bank is forced to do at this point in order to quell this inflationary concern they have. We all know, and people who've listened to this show, that inflation was a thing for a very long time. We've talked about, you know, stagflation. We've talked about the uh, shrinkflation effect mm, that yep. inflation has on products and how they shrink in size, but you pay the same price. Quality deteriorates. Um, COVID helped a lot to do that, and we're not fully back and engaged yet. Although I will say, kids got back to school this week. And uh, there was an uptick in traffic for sure, which I hated. I was happy to have less traffic. But that being the case, um, the bank rate swelled another 75 basis points, which is huge. Um, That happened last Wednesday morning. That was aggressive, not completely lethal, but uh, enough to inflict some pain, some real pain, John. This has been a serious uh, tightening effect effort uh, raising the, the central bank rate from one quarter percent 
um, which was our ridiculous pandemic uh, pandemic level low to what you just said, which is over 3.3% now, which is at 3.25%. So yeah. inflation still double that, but an increase of around, let's say now 1,200% in the bank rate in a few months really hurts. I mean, let's face it. I mean, I don't even think people have woken up to the fact that their lines are twice what they were just a few months ago in terms of their monthly payments. I mean, that's just money out of your pocket being taken uh, on a month-to-month basis without really you or the rest of the crowds, um, uh, me included, without there being a serious uptick in our, our well-being or our incomes or our wage expectations, albeit there's lots of employment out there, but what is the quality of the employment? What is the quality of the income from that employment? Um, the prime rate at charter banks is now uh, 5.45%. And if you have a variable rate mortgage, and we talked about this ad nausea, get rid of it. <laughs> you should have been locked in a long time ago. Agreed. Um, if you have a HELOC, the home equity line of credit, mm-hmm. or, or a demand business loan, you're feeling it right now. And this is a yep. painful feeling. Um, those monthly payments will now have more than doubled since their lows year to date. Um, new buyers will be able to finance and afford less when it comes to homes, when it comes to cars, when it comes to credit card borrowing. Um, folks renewing those 2% mortgages that were great uh, were, will, will, you know, have more than double the amount now, um, will be impacted heavily by payments that are now going to be reflective of this change in the way the economy's gone and interest rates in particular to quell this inflationary uh, pressure that we have. So the object intent of the Bank of Canada is to discourage borrowing at this point in time, is to slow it down, it's to make credit way more expensive, uh, put the brakes on consumers and shut down the real estate market. But how do you balance that, right? How do you balance that? What is the bank going to tell the business owners that, hey, listen, Christmas is coming, holiday season's coming, we really don't want you to sell as much. <laughs> you can't do that. It's a double-edged sword and the politicians know it. It's uh, not in their favor to raise interest rates in the midst of uh, their tenure, but they're doing it because they have left with no choice. They responded late, they acted slowly, and we're going to suffer because of it, especially the middle class, John, especially Always. the middle class. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, and right now, the cost of money, we believe, is going to continue to rise. So as for gold and silver, in the first part of this, how it impacts, many investors um, and analysts alike believe that um, since rising interest rates make fixed income investments more attractive, more money will flow into those arenas. And so a lot of people uh, will move to what they call the higher yielding investments, such as, let's say, um, the money market funds and so forth. And that means that a lot of people will think, okay, well, I'm not going to touch gold and silver with a 10-foot pole. And thank God it's only a small percentage of people that have actually bought physical gold and silver because the best is yet to come. The highest amount in value for gold and silver is yet to come. It's ahead of us, not behind us. And um, when you look at gold and silver, I think that that is the common sense belief. Let's not touch gold and silver right now. I mean, let's face it, over the last couple of months, summer doldrums, prices down from what they were leading into summer. Um, you know, so central bankers, they move interest rates higher, and it should follow that there is weakness in gold and silver. In the immediate short term, this is about summer doldrums. This is about people leaving the arena, taking a bit of profit off the top. This is not about higher interest rates because there is little to no evidence, at least in my 20 years of experience, and if I look back historically, little to no evidence other than these short-term unpredictable moves here and there 
that gold and silver are consistently weakened by central bank rate hikes or treasury yields. So this does not apply to us. And despite some negative correlation in the in in 2000s, there are far too many instances of gold and silver in which if you pair against interest rates going higher, uh, where gold and silver went higher with them. Take, for example, 2002 to 2008, when I entered the scene under the leadership, the Federal Reserve in the U.S., under the leadership of Ellen Greenspan, interest rates rose in the U.S., uh, culminating with the subprime mortgage debacle alongside the great financial crisis. And I think prime rates, lending rates were around, um, uh, I believe, eight and a quarter, 8.25%. And yet gold and silver increased between 2002 to 2008, gold by some 385%, while silver uh, increased by um, about 350% in that same amount of time. So gold and silver don't get negatively impacted by higher interest rates. This isn't about what's going to happen. Ultimately, the relationship between gold and silver prices and interest rates is very uncertain and unstable because gold and silver are traded on a global market. And so they're impacted by global forces, not just what we do here at home with interest rates and uh, what the central bank does to, to change that. So I believe now investors have probably one of the best opportunities they've had in 20 years to take advantage of an optimum low point entry for both gold and silver ownership. Look at the long term. It adds diversity to your portfolio. It adds stability long term. And it adds a what if factor, right? Which is probably missing from your portfolio right now because you're uncertain about what stocks are going to do. You're not making money in real estate right now. And we'll talk a bit more about that later in the show. But the best percentage returns uh, to date are yet to come for both gold and silver. And historically speaking, right now, the precedent is set. The game is on. And if you're a gold and silver buyer, all you have to do is buy and sleep at night. That's it. This is not a buying and selling game. We're not day trading gold and silver. We have physical bars and coins. Bought some today, right? Here's an example of one bar. This is the 100-ounce RCM silver bar. Beast. uh, uh, 6.8 pounds. You cannot pick this up with one finger. It's too heavy. You work out with it. (laughs) Best returns. Damn right you could work out with it, right? Best returns are yet to come, John, and potentially yeah. we're going to see huge, huge percentage gaps and jumps in both gold and silver over the next 36 months. We're going to get into a little later on the show how you can uh, get into exactly open up that portfolio with getting a big chunk of silver like that and more smaller coins, gold as well. Uh, in the meantime, one eight seven seven three two three gold and the e-store at Delta Harbor Com. But, but the, uh, the details in that are coming up here in just a bit. we got more to get through. You know, as we step into fall and what – couple of weeks how depressing is that i've already got the gloom on man but uh, you know he talked about here the rest of the year looks like and gold and silver definitely poised to make a move higher as you've as you've said but i read that bmo economists has said a whole lot of what our central bankers do depends on whether or not 